Hey everyone, this is your therapy session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, aka Portland Hairstylist. So guys, it is 9.30 at night. I, I work today. Alex is actually still working in his office right now with um, tax season going on. And the kiddos are asleep in the room next to me. And I felt so inspired from the conversation that I had earlier before I had to head to work that I wanted to get this interview done and I wanted to get the intro and ending done so I could send it out so that I could share it with all of you because I felt so inspired by these two incredible hairstylists uh, and I just wanted to ride the energy. I just want to camp. I came back, I'm in my office and I'm ready to finish this episode. There are two major things as to why I love, love doing hair. One is the creativity of it. Uh, formulating colors, working with different hair textures, lengths, and checking out different tools. Like I really want to get into straight razor cutting. And so I'm really excited to learn more about that. The other thing that I absolutely love about doing hair is building trust and a connection with the person in front of me, the client sitting in my chair. And that feels good. The other thing that I find to be so important for our industry, and I actually feel for any type of company or business that you have that has to deal with people, the other thing that's very important to me is having trust and a connection with the stylist that I work with. I like to work with individuals who are creative, passionate, and of course driven. Uh, but are also flat out kind and open. And you know, sometimes a little quirky, which I absolutely love. I just, I really love working with just fucking cool stylists. It doesn't matter how long they've been in the field, but they believe in community, building each other up, being vulnerable, being okay to not know everything and make mistakes being open to change, and always learning, always evolving. Those are my people. I first met Jimmy in September of 2020. I was feeling really frumpy, which I'm sure a lot of people were during that time. And I really wanted to change with my hair. I had just dyed it yellow. I, I think it was the first time I did yellow. And my hair had grown out, so wearing a mask all the time, a client bending down, it would get all up in my face. <laughs> so one of the first things that I said to Jimmy when I sat in his chair is, I don't want to feel like a suburban soccer mom and I would like a shag mullet. And he just started laughing. <laughs> it was a beautiful haircut. I loved it. It looked great, but you know what I really took away from that? Being a client, 
is not just having a great haircut, but having a really awesome conversation. And I could tell he was somebody that I wanted to know. And when he told me that him and Carrie were looking at opening up their own salon during COVID, I was very intrigued to interview both of them. Here is the interview with Jimmy Hillman and Carrie Blasco, Tuesday, April 27th of 2021. And by the way, guys, in the interview, we couldn't figure out if we were wearing masks or not when I was a client, because I feel like so much stuff has happened between then. But yeah, it was September of 2020 last year. All right, guys, this is your therapy session with Emily. And I am here with Jimmy Hillman (laughs) and Carrie Blasco. And I like, so we did a first interview and then I I think I didn't have enough storage and I'm like, fuck. And then we did another one. And then I don't know what happened. I think we were deciding to wait so that it's closer to your guys' opening. But you know, the other thing too is I was like, oh my God, I said Hillsman. And you were so sweet. You didn't even correct me. And I was thinking like, what a fucking well, what asshole. If, like, what if you have not a- you. I mean, me, me. I am interviewing you. And it's like, are you kidding me? I don't even know my, my guest name. For all I know, you had like a speech impediment. And then I would have been <laughs> the asshole. And then- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I am so glad we're redoing this interview because I'm just like, awesome. oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. out of all the people you fuck up on, we're probably the best, you know? Well, yeah, you guys are so sweet. I was like, I don't think they're passive aggressive. Like, I think they're actually very nice people. Like, he was just being polite. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I am so glad that I finally get to talk to you guys. Yeah. Um, now, when I first met you, Jimmy, I think that that was in the summer, right? Or yeah. no, no, no. Were we, we weren't even wearing masks. No, we weren't wearing masks. Yeah, I don't think. I don't even remember when I got my hair cut with you. That's the thing. Like you, I remember you made the appointment. I was at the previous lawn that I was at now. I, can't, I honestly can't remember. And I mean, time anymore. So (laughs) I think this was even before I wanted to really start getting into the podcast. I think so too. I don't think we had masks on yet. No. Um, So, guys, I actually I was working at Seventy Seven Salon at the time, and one thing that I really like to do is make hair appointments with other stylists so that I can check out their space, get to know the stylist, and also kind of see how you work. And I really loved your work uh, specifically with shag cuts. Thank so, you. Yeah. So when I came in, I told you I wanted a mullet shag. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, I'm just, I feel like a suburban mom. And I'm yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. And, I, and like, I looked at you and I looked at your color and then like, I looked at your outfit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to help you. Like, we're going to, we're going to yeah. be okay. <laughs> so it's like, you're too cool. Like you're dressed too cool. And you're yeah. too cool. Because yeah. you were, you were also still that like marigold color yeah yeah copper in there yeah but anyways yeah (laughs) um but I think the thing is is what attracted me to you 
is the fact that how we had a conversation in the chair, because the way that Mm -hmm. you talk with your clients is so much like how I do. And it's like, it's like you listen to your client, you hear their story, and then you have something to add to it. You know, something similar that maybe happened to your life or a situation. And then you always go back to the client. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I was going to say, and it's not, that's not forced. That's genuine. Yeah, it's exhausting being this happy all the time. No. <laughs> I can see, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know everybody has their off times and you're totally, not totally. super happy 24-7, but yeah, right. no, I feel like it's an art to have a good conversation. I think it's I think it's really nerve-wracking to go into any, I mean, specifically within my industry. I mean, because I'm, you know, I've also had these feelings before, but it is nerve-wracking to go to somebody new for your hair when, you know, I've had clients that are either moving in and they've been with their styles for like 10, 20 years or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So yeah, it's a little nerve wracking. So I, I think what I try and do is find some type of like common ground without taking the conversation away from them. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, like yeah. you say the same, but like keep telling me your story. So that way they feel comfortable and able still, and I'm still able to produce quality work. Yeah. So by the end of it, it's like, oh, we're done. And then it's like, oh my God, my hair, I forgot we were here for that reason. So yeah. I it's just, you kind of get lost in the conversation, but in the best possible way. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And when you were talking about um, like your hair journey and then mm-hmm. about opening a space with Carrie, that's mm-hmm. what really sparked my interest. Well, first of all, I just wanted to interview anyways. And then it was a bonus, the fact of getting to meet Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie, <laughs> you're so sweet. And I, I do want to get my hair cut with you, which I want to wait until you guys are in your new space, which I'm excited yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah, and, and then getting to know you, um, and then hearing your guys' story about opening up the salon, which I think is so cool, and the fact that you still planned it during COVID. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I know. <It's, laughs> I mean, that says a lot, you know. Thank you. I think you. it says Thank a lot. You. So, Thank you. Yeah. And most people thought we were crazy, which we knew we were. But when you're oh, stuck yeah. at home and have nothing to do, you just have all these ideas. Right. They're the type of people like we're gonna make it happen. You I know? think that's great. Okay, yeah. so first, before we get into the whole concept of your salon, which is called Concrete Treehouse, right? Concrete Treehouse Salon. Love yeah. it. I love it. Um, now, Carrie, which one was that fringe first? Jimmy. 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 Was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So Jimmy, can you go back to the story? Cause originally you're from California and you got into mm-hmm. hair because your mom was a hairstylist and did kitchen hair. Totally. Kitchen hair. Don't care. Yeah. yeah so my, mom, my, <laughs> my mom was a single mom for a very long time. So um, my mom actually was in beauty school around the time that she actually ended up getting pregnant with me. My mom was 22. She was very young. 21. She got pregnant at 22. She had me. Um, so that being said, she did actually get to go through beauty school and she finished, but she never had the opportunity to actually take like the written and go work in a salon mm-hmm. and all this stuff because she had me. And so she already had a stable source of income and she didn't want to, she didn't want to ruin that or, 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 uh, risk, you know, I mean, even nowadays it's hard to find a salon where you get an apprenticeship and oh, get totally. paid, and, yep. you know what I mean? So her yeah. single mom, 22, 23 with me, she was like, well, I'll just bring my girlfriends in. So I've had my hands in hair since diapers. Like, it's just, it's just fun for me. Is she, uh, is she still doing hair? 
no, no, unfortunately she's not. She kind of trailed off on it. Like she'll still be like family and friends or like maybe like, you know, my brother's or sister's friends for their events, but nothing like professional anymore. But she does remember like terminology. So when I go home, you know, whenever that is, um, you know, we'll talk about like double N series this and high lift that and all my, because I'm the oldest of six. So including myself. So all my siblings are like, what the hell are they talking about? Mm. But it, it's like, it's our own kind of, you know, special That's little language. Bonding. Now, yeah, how about yeah. You, yeah, now how about you, Carrie? Because Carrie, I was trying to look back at my notes. Are you originally from Kansas? Yes, originally okay. from Kansas City, born and raised. And I went to beauty school there too. Um, and then I moved to Portland because my sister's here and I've been here for almost seven years. Is your sister still doing makeup? Yes, she is. Oh, cool. um, yeah, she actually does a lot of wedding gigs with Jimmy and Tara mm-hmm. and kind of her whole wedding thing. Um, yeah, that, that's a brand new thing, being able to work with her this year. I haven't been able to work with her quite yet. And same deal, we have a couple weddings on the books this year. Um, but her portfolio is like, I'm sorry, your sister's portfolio is phenomenal. <laughs> like, what is her Instagram? Um, well, I don't know. Beauty Adore? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, my sister, she's, um, she lived in LA. She lived in Chicago. She, she did a lot of like um, editorial work. She did a lot of celebrity work. She doesn't talk about it because I feel like sometimes when you talk about stuff like that, people think you're bragging. So it's like this mm-hmm. weird, like, this is what I've done. But like, it's always like ever so lightly, like when she's mm-hmm. getting new gigs and, um, but yeah, it's fun doing gigs together, being sisters. Cause I can just mm-hmm. tell by the look on her face like whatever she needs it's just that like energy of like yeah. oh my gosh she needs a q-tip or oh my god you know she needs coffee or I don't know it's just <laughs> so sweet yeah so and then you went to Paul Mitchell school in Kansas is that right I did yes okay yeah. and then what so mostly what attracted you to Portland was that your sister um yeah my sister so my sister moved up here from LA um and I just visited and it didn't take much convincing Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always knew I wanted to move it was kind of like wherever she was at I wanted to be like I wanted to live in LA when she lived in LA and then Portland was kind of the first place I came to and it felt like home oh that's Um, great yeah yeah was the hairstyles pretty different from Kansas to Portland like seeing the different hairstyles on the streets Um, for sure. Like I would describe my clientele in Kansas city as like, uh, rich soccer moms, you know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of highlights, a lot of like, um, blondes, definitely not as many like fashion colors. I think too, Mm -hmm. at the time, like the hair industry's changed so much in the past 10 years. Like we have rose gold, we have mint, we have all these fun colors. So I think back then we just didn't really have the technology or like those sort of things were popular. So mm-hmm. um, that was really fun, like moving here, especially in an artistic city and being able to like explore that. Yeah. And then for you, Jimmy, now you went to ABC Vidal Sassoon School. Is that right? Uh, no, I went to uh, close. I, w- I went to the Veda Institute in San Francisco. Oh, okay, and that's then, right. And okay. Yeah. And then, and then after that, like, like halfway through my beauty school career, the owner, um, Sintef, uh, actually ended up like uh, like not talking but like following me around she was like oh my god I have to have you you're very like passionate you're very like committed to learning and so on and so forth and at that time like I'm a, I was a hair baby like I didn't mm-hmm. know the difference between like renting and 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 commission and hourly and like I just didn't know 
But lo and behold, I did end up actually, after I graduated um, uh, from the Cynthia Institute, I, I did, I worked with her or for her um, at her salon. And that apprenticeship was the Vidal Sassoon, like their cutting program was the ABCs. So I ended up, um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, how did you end up in San Francisco? Like, why did you choose that city? Just uh, kind of change the scenery. Um, before that, I was living in um, on the East Coast. I was actually living in New Jersey, but I was working in Philadelphia. Um, mm -hmm. I was doing two things at that time. Actually, I was a dog groomer. So I was dog grooming for like six and a half years. So I'm very comfortable with a pair <laughs> of shears in my hand. It's like chasing a moving object with the sharp one. Which oh, yeah. Up for like my toddler haircuts, which I rarely do. It's a player of client of mine. <laughs> then I'll take care of your kids. But it's like kids are doing this. Oh, and dogs um, doing this, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my my sons either have like a mullet going on because I just cut the front and they get a Caesar cut and then I leave the back. And I, I haven't even taken them to the salon yet because I'm just like, it's yeah. not going to work. No, I'm like, they're, they're as long as it's like, not a who cares? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I always tell the parents, I'm like, okay, there's a church down the street because it's going to take a miracle and a prayer for me to get through yeah. this. Like, I'm actually like, <laughs> but no, it was good. And so, yeah, I worked with her, went through the Vidal Sassoon ABCs. I actually made it through like my bobs and my graduations and my one links and everything. Um, and then I only did that for about a year. And then San Francisco, I was young and just, I, I just was over it. And then that's mm -hmm. when I ended up moving to Portland. So I was there for about three, maybe four years, three years. And Top now, ramen diet now. <laughs> did you, now, did you travel? I couldn't remember. Did you travel back and forth to Portland and saying, hey, I really want to move here? Or did you, because I remember you were almost cold calling salons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I actually, um, I came to visit the summer before I moved. Um, and then fell in, I mean, I did all the touristy stuff, mm -hmm. like, you know, Multnomah Falls, Casey and Alder, like I walked around and just saw the people. I mean, even like crossing the street here, it's just like people stop for you and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, you're, you're talking to me. Like, and me coming in from San Francisco and even Philadelphia, it was just like, meh, meh, get out of the way. Yeah. Hope yeah. <laughs> but, um, I think it was between that and, and just, I fell in love with it here. And I was just looking for a very big change of scenery because, like, I love the city life, but I'm such an outdoorsy, Carrie mm -hmm. even knows, I'm such an outdoorsy person. Like, oh, I love to do cool. hikes and stuff by myself. I love to go on bike rides. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it drew me in. It's easy to fall in love with, with yeah. Portland's outdoorsy scene here. Yeah. Okay. So you, I really like this part is, and I, I do believe things happen for a reason. So you were trying to look at salons. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody was hiring. Mm -mm. You were getting discouraged and then you checked out one last salon. Is that right? I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. So it was only like my, maybe like my second, third week being here. You know, first week I gave myself like the buffer and like I did all the fun <laughs> stuff and I'm like, okay, it's time to get, you know, shit going. So I made my list and I honestly, I, I really did. I mean, one of my biggest, I would say, um, advice for like beauty school kids is like really do your research of not necessarily the aesthetic of the salon, but also like the people that are mm -hmm. in there because yeah. I was looking more of like, yeah. And I was more of looking for like, which isn't bad, but I was looking for like the cool kids and the, you know, the youngers and, mm -hmm. you know, like with, you know, like around like my age bracket and my style and this and that, but to be in a salon with seasoned stylists and new stylists mm -hmm. and people that maybe specialize in something like, that's what's going to make you more well-rounded. So I really did get lucky with the salon that I did. So yeah, so I ended up making the list and I went to every salon because I still felt the need to, to do some more training before I went on the floor. Like I just wasn't mm -hmm. quite ready yet. 
And so I went to salon to salon. Some people weren't even looking up at me. Some people wouldn't give me time of day. So I just like walked out. So finally, like I'm going home or rather I'm like looking at my list and I'm starting to kind of make my way home because at this time, like I was already doing this for like five or mm -hmm. six hours. Like I was just kind of aimlessly wandering, you know? And so finally, like I passed, I passed the salon I was at previously that I'm at now. And I was so frustrated. I'm like, no, I'm going home. Like I'm over this, I'm over this. So I start walking and I make it in the middle of the crosswalk in the middle of the intersection. And I stop and I put my head up. I'm like, just one more, just one more, just one more. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fine. So I walk in and uh, the girl at that time, her name's Dorothy. She's like this little five foot, nothing copper headed, like fireball. I love her. <laughs> And so I walk in and she's like, you know, she's like, hi, how are you? And every salon I went into, I'm like, hi, my name's Jimmy, you know, da, da, da. I get in there. I'm like, all right, here's the deal. <laughs> and this so is over. French studio, right? Yeah. French salon studio. Okay. Yeah. And so she starts laughing. She goes, oh my God. She goes, you know, I don't, you know, we're not really looking to hire right now. She goes, but you know what? She goes, hold on, let me just get the owner. So she gets the owner. The owner comes back and the owner has her hair wrapped up in a towel like she's getting her services done, which as a stylist, we all know that like it's hard to get our own hair yeah, done. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking and I yeah. look, yeah. And I'm like looking at her. I'm like, great. Yeah, I totally lost this job. Like, awesome. So kind of just like bullshitted for a while. And she's like, no, we're not really hiring. But they started making me a list of salons. And then uh, finally, all of a sudden, the owner just stopped me mid sentence. She goes, you know what? you're so cute and you're so adorable and you're going to be a rock star and I can't let anybody mm. else have you call me in a week. Here's my number. I'm going on vacation. We'll set something up. Mm. And so we did. And, and it just, it worked out amazingly. And I worked with stylists, like there was such an array, like they, they actually did come from um, majority of the same like apprenticeship program here mm -hmm. in, in town. Um, but everybody had like their own nicks and styles and, and stuff like that. But um it was also nice for me because the owners, you know, I mean, the, the girls that were there that are seasoned, like, yeah, they went to beauty school, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And I, I'm fresh out of beauty school at that time, you know, it was only like three or four years or something like that. So the stuff that I learned was the stuff they were paying for to learn. And the stuff that mm -hmm. I knew or they knew, they weren't really teaching us like mm -hmm. the traditional, like chunky highlights. And mm -hmm. so it was like a very even, um, uh, uh, like uh, uh, ex exchange of knowledge yeah mm -hmm. yeah and then Carrie how long were you working at the French uh, salon then um so Jimmy worked there before me oh, okay. and um I kind of have a similar story to him where French salon studio was the last salon I went to I um knew I wanted to work downtown and was just walking around downtown aimlessly like passing around my resume and it was like one of those I think it was like in June or July. So it was like, I think at the time we were in a heat wave. So it was so mm -hmm. hot out. I was just like sweating. I'm just like, oh, I feel gross. And I was going around to all these salons and um, I was like, I'm just over it. I'm done. And then I was like, one more, one more salon. That's really cool. And that salon happened to be French Salon Studio. So it's just funny how those things work out and I think it's good to like push yourself and be like mm -hmm. you know even that last one you know so and then now did you guys both move to Portland without having a job first yes I, about I had one I, I was dog grooming still oh, so okay, I was able got to it yeah okay god I love that so and then <laughs> now how long have you guys known each other oh, oh god <laughs> I don't even years. know. I almost wanted to say four years. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. And then yeah. how long did you guys work at Fringe together? 
Um, about the about the three then, I guess. Time, yeah, yeah, probably that whole four years. When, okay, so first of all, so COVID hit, and then Carrie, is that when you decided that you wanted to go out on your own and open your salon, or you thought about doing a salon for a while? You know, I th- I knew I wanted to open my own salon someday. Um, and it was funny because like before COVID hit, I went on this like big trip to Southeast Asia. I went for like a month. And I remember thinking at that point, like I had worked so hard to go on this trip. It was like mm-hmm. a huge goal of mine. And my travel partner, she's a chiropractor. And we both kind of like talked about like, okay, what are our futures going to look like after this trip? Like, this is just such a refresh. And like, you know, she wanted to open her own practice that I knew I wanted to open my own salon, but I was like, that's like five years down the mm-hmm. road. Like I, my plan was to like work at fringe and then just, I knew it was in my future, but not so soon. And I remember like coming back from that trip and just sort of being like, now what? Which is like mm-hmm. funny. Cause I didn't know it at the moment, but that like was kind of going through my brain. Like I just felt settled in like my life and my goals and then COVID hit. And it was just sort of like, you know, um, a chain of events that like, you know, I was like, what if I open my own spot or what if I got my mm-hmm. own solo studio? And then it just got to the point where I was like, why don't I just go for it? And Jimmy, you know, he does education with Bumble. And so, you know, I, we were just talking and we spent a lot of time together during quarantine. He was like my bubble. And it just got to the point where I was like, dude, we should, we should just mm-hmm. fucking do this. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Like what's holding mm-hmm. us um, it might've taken a couple tequila shots for me to convince him. <laughs> but, Whatever. Well, no, for, okay. <laughs> so hold up. But, uh, now I remember Jimmy when, what, what's the owner's name of Fringe? Or Colleen. Okay. So I remember you told me that Colleen had asked you, and I think this is when you were first starting or something, where do you see yourself in five oh, years? Yeah. Right. And you were yeah. like, I want to be you. Totally. Yeah. We actually had the interview. There was a Starbucks like right on the corner. So like, we met there and like we sit down and she like buys me my coffee or my tea. And so her first question out of her mouth, she like sits back and like has her little clipboard. She like crosses her legs. She goes, so where do you see yourself in five years? And I just stared at her straight in the eyes. I was like, I want to be you in five years. That's and cool. she just looked at me like you mother. Like it was like, a yeah. like, like, let's be honest about it. But no, but it was true. It was it was just this idea of I I always feel like when I feel stagnant, um, whether it's in my my social settings or my career or um, something that I'm doing, or I get I get very like uh, so I mm-hmm. always have to keep elevating even the people around me because if if the people around me are not elevating mm-hmm. as well, I'm a sponge. Like if if like Carrie knows it, like if she starts wearing black a little bit more often, I'm like oh I want to do that too. Like it's just kind of how I am. So I always try and also be a little bit I don't want to say like a cheerleader in a bad way but I also like no. to motivate the people around me you know I think that that's think important totally yeah well, um yeah it is a like, huge get on my level I, I've grown so much in the short amount of time I've been in Portland because he's always cheered me on been a good friend been encouraging and that's hard to find yeah in the, be- in the beauty industry you don't really find that so when I met him at Fringe I was like uh this guy mm-hmm. I'm making him my friend he's gonna be my friend I think it was the coffee. It was the coffee I bought you. (laughs) So now, Carrie, when you were talking to Jimmy about your ideas, was it first to have him on as a stylist, right? And not as an owner just yet? Um, I think like I 
I explained to Jimmy, like, hey, I'm exploring this. I want you to know. And then it got to the point where I was like, well, I think it would be better with Jimmy, like this Mm -hmm. idea. So it was more like I explored it on my own because I wanted to just see. But then I was like, I think it would be better with him there. You know, is it kind Mm -hmm. of because, you know, last year I was kind of considering looking at owning my own salon. And I did do research, like I had my expenses, checking out spaces. And for me, uh, well, first of all, I can't do it because the kiddos, you know, I I can't focus and I open in a salon and then with the kids, it just wouldn't work. Um, Yeah. And I kept on thinking that I feel like it would work out better if I did have a partner. Did you feel that way, Carrie? Oh, a hundred percent. Like, and as the process went on, it, it just made sense. Like, I feel like Jimmy's just that type of person. And we've kind of like on this journey in our partnership where it's like, you know, he's the yin to my yang almost mm-hmm. like, it's like, I'm bad at this. He's good at that. He's, you know, bad at that. I'm good at this. So we like mm-hmm. balance each other out and I, without mm-hmm. each other, like, it's just so nice to have someone to bounce ideas off of mm-hmm. too, you know? Um, and just have someone where you share the same vision. I think that's a big thing too, is like, we just, like Jimmy said earlier, we're always growing. We're always mm-hmm. wanting to like push, push ourselves. Um, and not everybody's like that. of mm-hmm. kind of like too. Um, like Which I'm not the weird first to first in my comfort zone and Jimmy's yeah. not either. No. What no. were you going to say, Jimmy? It, well, what she was saying that, you know, how there's people around that just kind of, are okay with being where they're at which is not a bad thing but in my head like I I would go nuts like I would just Mm -hmm. I would get cabin fever just being on this plane for forever and and again it's just I don't know maybe it's because I have the attention span of a four-year-old and I'm always like looking for the new Mm -hmm. now next but I mean that's also a reason why I love this industry so much it's like today it's about lobs and tomorrow it might be about like Mm -hmm. shaving your head back off you know so it's just changing and I love yeah. it. But Carrie, Carrie's the same way. Carrie definitely is the yin to my yang for sure. Like there are things that she's very good at that I'm not. And aside of even like hair wise, I'm talking business aspect wise, because there will be times where either a, I might want to jump into something or just want to get something done or vice versa. And we'll kind of stop each other. And I think the cool part is, is like, we're able to stop each other and take a step back and realize that like, it's okay to do that. And also between her and I, we've agreed that there's no such thing as like a stupid question. And mm-hmm. that would be something that would be something I would recommend is finding a business partner that like, uh, sorry, I'm getting a call, uh, <laughs> finding a, a business partner. There we go. That, mm-hmm. that you do reach like even intellectually, or you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're being talked down to, or you have to talk down to them or you have to carry them emotionally or physically. like you just, there's this very clear understanding between her and I that like, yes, we are best friends, but like, that's different from business. So mm-hmm. it's like, we have so many different hats, but the way that we run our business is like, it is, it's very similar. And we have a very similar, um, I guess, work ethic would be. Mm-hmm. That's great. I like going back to the thing about like always wanting to push yourself and then other stylists. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So like, and I totally get that. You would see other people who have settled and are okay with that. I used to think that that was wrong, not wrong, but not motivating. And then Mm -hmm. I will tell you this is for me, 
having kids and having a family, I have to be okay with that with where I'm at right now mm-hmm. in my career. Mm-hmm. But I also moved to a different salon where I feel entirely more inspired and I've gotten more clients from that. That's amazing. See, that's amazing. I think that like your environment absolutely dictates how your mm-hmm. attitude is going to oh, be totally. also and like who you're working with. And I think Completely. that also your, I think also your environment dictates the type of clientele that you're going to have. In oh yeah. Because yeah. like you could be the best at, I don't know, braids or twists. And, and, but at the same time, if your environment doesn't invite that type of a project into your chair, you're not going to get that. Mm-hmm. So you need to put yourself in an environment where all is inviting and all is, you know, and, and, and I'm not talking that saying that the salons I've been in weren't like that, but definitely within the areas that I'm in, like working downtown in the Pearl and then now on the East side, oh, you can absolutely mm-hmm. see the difference of clientele coming in your chair for sure. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. so yeah. it's just right now, it's just me and Chelsea are behind mm-hmm. the chair and Chelsea's the owner. She's really kick-ass. Awesome. Her type of clientele is completely different than mine. Mm-hmm. Like more, mine more are the creative colors, the balayages that maybe take like a couple hours. Yeah. And what I liked about it is coming to a space that doesn't have a lot of stylists. So I can really feel out with what I want for my clientele and what I'd like to project. And actually like just enjoying the space. Cause sometimes I work by myself. I used to be kind of a, like kind of weirded out if that would be weird. And it, mm-hmm. it's actually really nice yeah. for right now. So yeah. Now for you guys, okay, so Carrie, you were thinking about owning your business and then COVID hit. Yes. Okay. How, how did you keep pushing yourself through? Like, when did you guys actually start looking at spaces or did you guys have a game plan before actually looking at spaces? Um, not at all. Like, it's just funny. This process is just sort of like, is the best way yeah. to like, yeah. sort of is like, like happens like yeah. we started looking at spots probably like or very early on like april may um yeah was it all different locations so like north oh. east side okay yeah. yeah east side but like everywhere which was okay. kind of funny, like looking at all these places where it was like oh i didn't know it was there oh mm-hmm. you know and then i think too like me and Jimmy talk now and we're like, Oh, thank God that place didn't work out. Oh Oh, yeah. 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 It's cool. Like just seeing your now having like the perspective of, Oh, there's a reason why they didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, so I think it just sort of like flowed, but we looked at a ton of places. A lot of people told us, no, a lot of people didn't want to rent to salons because Mm -hmm. of COVID. A lot of people, um, were. And it's the water. It's the water. like the plumbing, sometimes I've talked to oh, spaces, yeah. they're like, no, we can't, We it's additional yeah. plumbing and then like water and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's expensive to do those sort of things yeah. too. Oh, you know? so yeah, I mean, and that was a lot. So I think like that had to do with it on top of COVID too, you know, okay. like a well, or- I, Yeah, I also, cause Carrie and I talked about this. I think like also us going in and like, yeah, we're younger and like, yeah, you know, we may not like look the business part, but it's mm. like, we felt going in, it's like, oh, cool. Here's the guy with like neck tattoos and the girl with pink hair. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we, we really had to like, A, dress the part and B, like yeah, use terminology first. that like these people didn't think we would know or, or, um, or even just explaining details on like lease agreements and mm-hmm. stuff. Like we've, we've read, like, I mean, this is like an 86 page, just 
word vomit of terminology mm -hmm. of, of lawyer jargon and legal jargon. And we reread it, I don't know how many times. And, and it's good that we did because there there's things that we fought for, whether it was like, oh, we're not going to pay for the extra plumbing. You know, you mm -hmm. I want you guys to do that or like electrical outlets and all that stuff. And so by basically what I'm saying is by the end of it and after fighting for all of it, then we kind of switch over to the work team of like the electrician and the, the construction crew and all that. And we have to re-explain ourselves mm -hmm. because they think that it, like we're responsible for X, Y, and Z. And we're like, no, mm -hmm. like, so it, I mean, and again, to yeah. put a time frame on for the listeners, it's like, we started this in March. We're in May right now. Like this, we didn't think, <laughs> we didn't yeah. think that like, oh, March was last year, you know, but like, we didn't think, nobody thought COVID or quarantine was going to last. Mm -hmm. We thought, oh, cool, we'll get like three weeks and, you know, we'll have a week off and like party <laughs> and then like, and then we'll go back to work and we'll own our own salon and let that be that. And lo and behold. Yeah, yeah that was a journey. <laughs> and it, it's very humbling. That's why I think like mm -hmm. oh, this, God, yeah. this situation has, if we can start a salon during this time, we can survive a lot because oh, we've yeah. been, we've been torn down. We've been like, it, it's been hard, you know? And I think like Jimmy said, people would look up and down at us Yeah. And, you know, I'm a woman with pink hair. He's a dude with tons of tattoos, you know, me too. But yeah, we would have to like dress and look the part. And, mm. and it's just, it's sad that that is a thing, but it is. Yeah. And you know? then, yeah. Now, were you guys looking, because now you are in your place, Concrete Treehouse is in a newer development building. When yeah. you guys were looking at spaces, did you look for salons for sale? Did you look for um, maybe salons going out of business or even older buildings? Yeah, we did all of it. I all mean, of it. I even, I even reached out to stylists, I mean, salon owners um, all over from like New York to Texas to San Diego to San Francisco to, and I was just asking them like, hey, you know, I know you're probably busy or whatever. Like if you can give me a couple sentences of like, um, things, the shit you wish you knew or the red flags you wish you knew before going in and talking to these people. And every single person, I mean, just a novel, every single, and a, a novel of just- And these were owners, right? Owners, yeah. yeah. Like I knew one girl that I talked to was, um, you know, uh, the head educator or the owner for Pony Education, you know, Karina Hernandez. And, um, mm -hmm. and she was like a, a really big one that I, she's such a busy girl that I was like, oh, I'll see if she like, she has some, you know, some knowledge for me. I mean, this girl just, whoop, she just That's like great. sent me to church like this, you know, and it was so great because I utilized that. And I even talked to, um, I have a couple friends here that own uh, like restaurants and boutiques and stuff. And, and one in particular, our friend Sanjay, who owns the Sudra, they're like vegan Indian fusion restaurants here. He started in a food cart. And now mm. he has like three or four locations. So I'm like, very that's the guy inspiring. I want to talk to. Very like, inspiring. Yeah. Exactly. You know, starting from, from there and working his way up. So how did you guys end up with, because a place that you guys were looked at or that you found wasn't even done. So how did, oh, how did you guys, up. and why did you guys choose that space? And where's the location at? Uh, it's on 28th and Everett. It's on the east side. Oh, that's uh, cool. So yeah, it's by tons of cool little spots. It's by the Sud. There's a Sudra over there. There is a Sudra right there. Are, um, yeah, I think what it was funny because when we looked at it, we both kind of looked at each other like, no, we're just looking at spots right now. Like, yeah. you know, this is cool. But and then the broker, he's he even had this attitude of like, well, this isn't going to be done in, in, until a long time. So why are we wasting our time? And you guys had a broker, right? So you found a broker. 
So this was just the broker of the building? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, got it. Yeah, we worked yeah. with multiple faces. Um, got it. And some that we thought we would keep working with and then kind of, we got ghosted. So, mm. <laughs> so things like yeah. that. It's happened. I have this one girl because I started to look for spaces Mm-hmm. And then it was a broker. She's like, well, if you really want to contact these people of like commercial spaces, you sh- should have a broker. Mm-hmm. And I know that costs a little bit more money to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the thing with us that we kind of got in on was like, I, you know, repeating it back though, but the owner of the Sudras, you know, he, he worked with um, a lot of like the commercial space companies around here. And the biggest one, was it Urban Works, Carrie? yes they're around Urban everywhere works and yeah they're yeah. everywhere yeah they're but it was, the cool was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was nice because like i would uh i mean i don't want to say name drop but it was it was to let honestly who we we're working with know like we're serious like we know other business people yeah like, we're not just yeah. two kids like fucking around but and it was funny because we were on a budget too oh. so we wanted to do a lot of it ourselves sorry to yeah. interrupt no, so no, no, a lot no, of it fine. so what do you mean a lot of it what does that mean um like there were certain things I think me and Jimmy were like, well, we can figure this out. We, we don't like, like we, we can't do the afford to pay a broker. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. We're very, uh, we're very big DIYers. So it's like, I think being such go-getters, we're like, no, nah, we'll just figure it out. No, nah, we'll just figure it out. You guys, uh, are you guys doing vintage vanities? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yes. cool. I saw a post yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been standing, um, we got one from an estate sale for, I mean, not to be whatever, it was $10, and it's, like, from the <laughs> 50s or something, awesome. and it was, I mean, me and Carrie looked at it, we're like, do we do it? We should do it. We should totally do it, and I just everyone was, yeah, yeah, it was, That's like, so $10, cool. so we sanded it down, and we painted it, and we put Aww. new knobs on it, and, like, coated it, oh, yeah, we're just, there's we're artists through and through, yeah, yeah, yeah. so now, what, because this this journey has taken forever because I remember Jimmy when you told me that you got the space mm-hmm. which was a while ago mm-hmm. and now it's just finishing up so how did you guys decide to hang on to that space and not leave it um I Carrie and I kind of talked about that we kind of thought about it too we're like god we can just walk away from this and just yeah. open our own because like, no, you guys no. didn't put any money into it or anything Mm-mm. no we were just talking to these people and so I think really what it was is that they you know yeah there was like this this thing of them being so hungry to get us in there mm-hmm. so that felt good that they not nagged us but like they kept like hey how's it going we're on check oh, that's back cool. up on you and, um but I think like when we started getting into it we're like you know what sure like let's figure this part out because we we haven't tried to bid on like a brand new build, building being built everywhere mm-hmm. we looked was already said and done and so we kind of stuck around. We're like, well, this is kind of cool. Okay, well, this is kind of neat. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. And in terms of just like, um, we started realizing the stuff that we were asking for and fighting for. And Carrie, like her biggest thing is she's like, what's the worst they can say is no. So like yeah. I said, we started fighting yeah. for free rent and half off rent and them paying for electric. Throwing and shit half, out there. Oh, Keep just it. going for it. Because we figured it's the pandemic. Yep. Like they're going to want us. Yeah, like let's negotiate. So after we started really getting what we wanted we were like oh i i, I wait for two more months for this, this is oh, I wait for more. yeah so which, it just kind of felt right well which by the way is what i learned about with commercial spaces is the triple net and then the square footage the amount per square footage which you can negotiate the amount per square footage but you cannot negotiate the triple net is that right correct yes. 
And then what is the triple net for you guys? Like, what is that included? Or what Um, what does that include? I think we're on our own water system. Well, obviously, because we're a salon. And then what is the triple? And there's like trash and common space. And like, um, if we have like taxes too. Okay, so it's the taxes, which is the average of the building, right? The other commercial spaces within that building. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. and then I think it also includes like... um, uh, like maintenance and stuff. So if we ever have any issues or something on the building or, you know, unfortunately <laughs> someone tagged this, you know, it's, yeah. yeah, that's what all that's for. And then did you guys, did you guys talk down the price per square footage? <laughs> yes, we yes. did. And, <laughs> and we originally wanted a different, cause um, it's a new building, three spots. Mm-hmm. We originally wanted a different spot. They pushed us into the other so we were like, motherfuckers, if you're going to push us into this other space, like, you're yeah. going to get this, it's going to be this. And they were like, okay. And we were like, how much was, can you tell me how much originally um, the amount per square footage was? Because usually what I've been hearing or seeing is like $30, $35 for newer spaces. Oh, ours was, I think it was around 35 Okay. Something like that. Maybe yeah. But... Down five to $7 a square foot. Okay. Yeah. And then how yeah. long is your guys' lease for? That was the that was the biggest one that we tried to get at least like a three-year lease, but okay. the gentleman that was the owner was very adamant that he's like, No, I know I can get somebody in here for five years. And we're like, okay, okay. you know what? Like you've already been kind of so well on like saying yes and yes and yes to things we've been fighting for. Thing. Like if this is the one thing that like you don't want to negotiate on, then like I'd be okay with that. You know, and, then and that's now- Oh, sorry. Did you guys speak with the actual owner of the building and the commercial spaces, or was this all through the broker? It was all through the broker and and email. So that's another thing why it took so long is because there was just too many hands in the honeypot. Like it was just too many people Mm. talking at once. And then it was like, we need this information and we get it, but then it'd get lost. And it was just, you know, is a broker definitely made it weird. Yeah. Is a broker physically here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we would meet with him and everything like that. Oh, so good. He, he took the reins in the beginning, but now that we're all said and done and signed, like the lease agreement, we already sent the first rent check and security nice. deposit and all that. Um, so we're locked in and ready, which is why we finally felt comfortable releasing like the website and the name and the Instagram oh, and everything. Oh, great. Yeah. So now is the web, oh, okay, so first of all, the space is, it's 675 square feet. Is that right? 650. 654, oh, 650, 650, something, something yeah. like that. So how yeah. many stations are you going to have? Um, oh, wait, hold on a minute, guys. Let's see. All right. First, no, I was worried about my fucking computer again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Mark Marin. I'm having a Mark Marin moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. God, this one is definitely explicit. Well, yeah. Well, you right. I'm like, can I cuss on here? Because I have a mouth of a sailor. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Which actually, I've toned it down a lot since the kids have gotten bigger. Like, I've noticed that I've really toned it down a lot. Well, you okay? Just fuck to just shit and darn, you know? Yeah. 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 No, but you said it last time. You're like, I just didn't realize I ran out of space. Like it was just the energy was going and we were all laughing. And I, just I didn't know, know what to do. <laughs> I was so upset because I really love talking to you guys. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. So the square footage is about 650 square feet. Mm-hmm. How many stations are you going to have in there? Five, six, eight. Wow. Yeah. 
start out. Okay. I'm four or five. Yeah. Because you guys, well, you guys were saying, Jimmy, when I was talking to you, I think you even said like only three at yeah. first, right? Yeah. Because now once we actually got in there, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm very, uh, with, with space, I feel like I'm, I'm relatively comfortable saying I can utilize small space. So mm-hmm. Carrie was just staring at me while I'm standing there looking at the space like the movie from A Beautiful Mind. And I'm just like, okay, stations can go there. And then like the water, you know, the shampoo bowls can go there. And after kind of putting everything together, it was like, oh shit, like I could put a station over here and right next to it, but then move like the front desk mm-hmm. angled. And so, I, I mean, with with um, with COVID restrictions, we'll definitely probably just start with the three. Um, mm-hmm. We're still trying to figure it out um, with the shampoo bowl area um, because some we have to call state board to really figure it out because some people will still be, let's say three feet apart, but they have like a plastic or like mm. a, something in between them as a, as a barrier. So if we can have the shampoo bowls, you know, only three feet, but still have that plastic barrier. Those are things that'll like, well, then yeah, we could fit like five stations in if we can do that in between everybody. But um, we also don't want our stylists to be crammed or anything like that. Cause that's the other thing. We're also not trying to fill chairs. Like we're, right. we're trying to build a family and, and, and right. a brand and, and, we want you to work with us, not for us, is, is our biggest thing. And then how many, if you guys had five chairs, like what, like two shampoo bowls? Um, we're going to be set up for two shampoo bowls and then the dispensary sink. Um, but we're also going to be left behind with a, um, like a setup to have a third shampoo bowl later. Oh, so, they're great. Oh, so. Um, and that was Carrie's idea, which was great. I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Now you guys signed the lease. Okay. Do you want to talk about your opening date? Like, well, first of all, tell me the aesthetic of the concrete tree house and how you came up with the name. I'll let uh, Jimmy. Go for it, Carrie. Oh. Yeah, me. Okay. Yeah. Well, you I had no idea. I had no idea with the name. <laughs> so Jim, that's Jimmy. But like we, but he, we came together and was like, he's like, I like this. I was like, well, I like that too. And then we just sort of rolled with words. So right. I had no idea what the name, but it was funny because there were certain things like aesthetic and this, I knew, like I was very adamant on, but the we name were, I was like, yeah. I don't know, hair salon, like. What's the aesthetic? <laughs> what was it that drawn, like what draws you to the aesthetic? Like what kind of aesthetic? Um, I think like if you look at my house and Jimmy's house, you would think it was like the same. Like mm-hmm. we have very similar aesthetic. His is definitely probably a little more masculine, um, but I think like we're total, like Jimmy said earlier, DIYers, thrifting. Um, I like to thrift and then I also like to buy like higher end things. So I mm-hmm. like um, the variety of like, ooh, that, you know, velvet couch is dope. You could tell that's mm-hmm. expensive. But then I have like dollar trinkets on the walls, stuff I found mm-hmm. on Little the curb. Cushions. Like I love, yeah. And I mean, that was the thing too. I think with us, we wanted the aesthetic to be not even necessarily so much set up like a salon as we wanted it to be an inviting, like almost like a faux Ikea setup, to be mm. honest. Like we just wanted it to feel like a home. And I think that with that being said, it, it there's just so much going on in the world. I mean, from news to social mm-hmm. media, to health, to, I mean, all of it that we want our, our clients are, you know, to come in and feel like they can kind of leave that behind and mm-hmm. just like relax. So the setups of, of the idea of having even the vintage vanities with like lamps and like a dresser and like a rug, oh, it's just, cool. it's, it's essentially just to make you feel like, oh shit, I'm home. Like I'm cool. That's I'm safe. Cool. And, and, and that's our, yeah. Go oh, ahead. what's the color scheme? Um, 
we're a little all over. Like we're we're trying to stay more um like tan beige neutrals just mm-hmm. because you know I had this idea of like on the station where the walls are gonna go. I want like this dark like foresty green with like gold accents, and then me and Carrie like kind of stopped and we're like. Yeah, that's not going to look very nice reflecting on my platinum like level 10 blonde. Mm. So, oh, like, yeah, you know, see, it's smart. Very so smart. It's, yeah. So we're trying to stick on the walls. We're trying to stay more of like the tans, the beiges, the grays. Um, right. But, you know, we're going to have it be set up plain white. Um, I think with the idea of us having like, it's going to be very busy, but very like almost eclectic, but it's going to have a... Uh, uh, unity to it but mm. our, our main I don't want to say gimmick or shtick but like we're just gonna have plants everywhere and I think yeah, that will essentially be yeah I mean from all different kinds of plants but um we do want to do a mural like a fun little like uh, geometric like just moderny funky like retro I don't even know how to explain it but we're just gonna kind of have fun with it and go because cool. yeah, yeah and you guys have it's high ceilings with a lot of natural lighting right Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we have, um, I think they're, are they 12 or 14 foot ceilings? They're high rise ceilings because it's on the first floor. Um, we did find out that they're actually going to be painting the ceilings black, um, mm. which we didn't, we didn't really want. And then they thought about actually putting up like, uh, how do I explain this? Like I've seen them in restaurants where like they put like, almost like, it's to it's to to buffer the sound where they put mm, them on the ceiling and then it kind of okay, le- yeah. so we we told them like oh no like we fell in love with the high ceilings um but we also plan on kind of having some some outdoor swing lights like this behind oh, me okay. so i think the black ceiling with those and then the intimacy awesome. of it i think it'll be fun i think mm-hmm. it'll be good yeah, yeah. Different. Now, yeah okay so you guys have already signed the lease and you have paid your deposit mm-hmm. um when is your opening date Go for it, Carrie. So our timeline um, is where we've approved the plans. So basically the building is done. There's tenant upstairs, but with the businesses downstairs, they need to finish the guts of it. So like the bathroom um, and then the electrical outlets. Yeah. Then we were able to negotiate a lot of that for them to do since it's already bare bones. So we've submitted plans to the city. It's going to get approved. We're hoping to start construction in June and be open by August. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you guys are open in August, are you expecting to have an extra stylist there or do you want it just the both of you for now? We're open. I think, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're total like just go with the flow vibe people. So if someone comes along and the vibe is good and we're on the same page, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but if not, that's okay too. Yeah. What stylists I, are you looking for? Well, I think with that end, like that's the part to where we're not necessarily looking for something. How do I explain this? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep saying me because I do, I have such like this envisionment mm-hmm. in my head that Carrie's so trusting, you know, but it's like, I have, I just want a different array. Like I don't necessarily want the same, same in my salon, but the mm-hmm. biggest thing is like, I need to make sure that you also work well with the other people in the salon. So you could be amazing and have a solid clientele and you can pay me your year in advance of rent and all that. But if you don't work well with me, I'm not going to want right. you there because it's just not going to flow. So I told Carrie, you know, cause I'm very big on education. Cause before the pandemic, you know, I was flying around with some of the main Bumble educators from New York and 
you know, I was flying around to, you know, San Francisco and like LA area. And so, yes, like quality cuts in education in general, like that's a very big deal to me. So in my head, I would like, I'm still kind of figuring it out, but in my head, I would love to have stylists at least with a year or two of experience on the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't have to have necessarily like a set clientele base, because obviously as a new salon, we're going to need new clients to go somewhere, including with us. We're still Mm -hmm. building too now because we're able to open more days. Um, I want you to bring a model in. Like I, you could have your portfolio. It could say Mm -hmm. you've done hair for that long. But again, like I want you to bring someone in, like something a little bit more challenging. Let's say like, you know, like a one length bob, just very structured, you know, with like some, I don't know, highlights, but you did something different with it. And so what I'll have you do is bring the model in and I'll work with you. Like I'll work on my station, bring my chair and, and, you know, my clients in just to see how well we mesh. Mm -hmm. And so, but again, like my biggest thing is like, you know, referring back to environment, like, yes, unfortunately, I've, I've always worked in a salon where, I mean, not unfortunately, I, I've just worked in salons where, yeah, you see the generic, like your highlights and your great coverage, mm-hmm. you know, and your your women's cuts and your men's cuts. But with, with our salon, like, we're even looking for verbiage, like, I don't want to call a cut a women's cut or like a men's right. cut or like, right. like, we're, we're, we're looking for it to just be very neutral and, mm-hmm. and inviting for everybody. And so that being said, like, I would love to see somebody who does like dreads and braids and twists mm-hmm. in my in my salon. I would love to see somebody that I don't know. I mean, I'm not a I mean, I don't do perms, but like if that's you, like that's cool, mm-hmm. but I would I'm sure I could take something from it. So you see what I'm saying is like yeah. I'm trying to bring people in to that have skills that are badass that I don't have because you're damn well sure like I want to help you elevate and it's not because like oh, I'm the reason you got here. It's like, "Oh no, you did all the hard work." Like I'm just helping to elevate you. Mm. So like, if you want to teach me some shit, like, let me teach you some shit too. Because like, yeah. And because like, no, unfortunately, like I don't have a lot of people with, with overly textured hair on my Mm -hmm. books as much as I would love. And even trying to find that type of education here, actually I was talking to my barber about it, that we were even looking for like um, men's cutting barber classes for like textured hair. Mm. And, and it's very hard here and it's sad, but I would just love to find people that are willing to share knowledge mm-hmm. because the salons that I was in San Francisco was not like that. It was yeah. like, Oh, that's a pretty blonde. How did you do that? Oh, well, that's my formula. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. You know, not well, everyone was like that, but yeah. It well, and from doing the podcast, I've actually reached out to people with different textured hair or have like wor- worked with only black hair or yeah. can work with both. And yeah. I had Lexi, I interviewed Lexi. She sat oh, on my amazing. chair and I was able to work on her that's- hair. And I felt really good about it because it was like, I'm such a novice, you know, and she wasn't, she was so sweet about it too, you know, which I love. And I I keep on pushing her. I I do hope that she teaches classes because I asked her, I'm like, you should really do this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I like, I soak it all in, you know? Yeah. Well, and you know what I love the fact is um, and I think that's the other thing is re- what I really like about you too, is you can really tell, I can tell about teamwork is very important for you having family kind of family oriented environment. And I feel there are salon salon owners that don't get it. They don't get it. Uh-uh. It's just like, if you don't have a strong team or you don't see that as a value, it, it makes it really hard for multiple stylists to work at a salon. That's what I feel like. The camaraderie. Of oh, it, totally. I, that's huge, huge, huge mm-hmm. for me. Because I think me and Jimmy were going to have a booth rent salon. Um, 
you know, I think the advantage of that is like, you can make your own schedule. You can Mm -hmm. choose whatever color you want to do. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do, you know, like as far as um, your hours and whatever you want to use, but then having the camaraderie of like a salon environment Mm -hmm. to where you don't feel alone because we all run into issues or crazy clients or a situation where you're like, oh my God, her hair is turning red or whatever to have an environment where you feel okay coming to your coworkers, like, Hey, what do you think about this is so big. And I think too, um, being in an environment where you feel appreciated and loved mm-hmm. and like the vibey, <laughs> well, mm-hmm. and the hip totally want to make sure that, um, my stylists feel appreciated. They have everything that they need. I want to set them up for success. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah. That's I think that that's great. Yeah. I do really like so with me and Chelsea, we, we get along really well. We've gone, we've gone out a couple times. She has children also, but I feel like with her, what I like is having that business kind of boundary with her. It's like, I can spend time with her and hang out with her outside of the salon, but we still have this like professional relationship. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, us behind out or us away from our chair like there's no judgment between her and I of like as a business owner because yeah. as friends we're funky we're just out there <laughs> I love we're it. loud we're goofy I love but that. as business people it's like oh no hold on let me just like <laughs> let me get my shit together but it's, yeah so let me look like I know what I'm talking about <laughs> right so like you know if we if we go I mean I not that I can rage like a 21 year old anymore but say we go out and rage and have our fun and then like the next day we have work to do or whatever it's like I'm it's not been- gonna judge her on the fun yeah. that we had that night because that doesn't dictate the type of businesswoman she right. is. She just she likes to have fun, you know. So yeah. with you guys opening up in August, I don't know. It's so hard because you want to have parties and you want to throw events, especially mm-hmm. with you guys having an opening. Mm-hmm. And I know we can't really determine what's going to happen, but more people are getting vaccinated. Do you guys have a game a game plan for that? Not right now. I think once that time comes, you know, I think we'll kind of feel it out. Get there. Yeah. We would love a party, but I want to vibe out the, how comfortable people are, where we're at. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like do that if we're not there as a country or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think the other fun part too is, you know, there's even, we're trying to work. Our biggest thing is like, we want to make sure we're working with the community that we're in. We're not just, again, trying to open a salon and a business. Like our biggest thing is like, you know, we do want to make sure we're doing everybody does charity shit in November, Mm -hmm. December, everybody like, I want to, I want to do stuff like that in August or I want to do stuff like that in July. Like that's another big thing that we want to make sure. And, and also, you know, with the opening and everything backtracking, um, you know, we were, we were saying basically like our thing will be like, um, what did we say? Come help, come help us fill our treehouse. And basically like, I like I've already had clients like bring me plants and some of them moved. Aww. I had one girl, she moved away to New York. Hold on. And, uh, before she left, she like made this by hand and oh, she like planted cute. it. And yeah. So it's like things like this. I'm like, come help us fill. So it's nice that a grand she was like one of my favorite clients. And I'm like, it's just, this is going to remind me of her. And of course we'll see each other eventually, yeah, but really um, sweet. yeah, things like that. It's just nice. So what, uh, which by the way, I'm a total plant person. Mm-hmm. What's that behind you? Is that's not a monstera, is it? No, it's like a banana leaf. Banana, like a banana leaf. leaf plant. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I have a, I, oh God. Like, can you guys <laughs> see my take away from this oh, podcast? Yeah, no, the banana. Okay. Over there, oh, I love it. Over here. Yeah. No. <laughs> can you guys see? 
Can you see my Your face? Your is actually really solid. I had to, that's, yeah, I had a Monstera and it was in a huge ass pot. And then, um, and it's funny because Monsteras really like to be in tighter closed pots. Mm-hmm. And so when I pulled it out, I was like, holy shit, like this doesn't even, <laughs> I'm like, I could put this in a smaller pot. So yeah, yeah. it's like right down there. Oh, you and, have like the stem it's like growing up on it. Yeah, yeah. So I've been having fun with that. So I'm going to be excited to go to your space and see all your plants. Oh gosh. Yeah. So we're stoked. I mean, we've even, um, there's even, I haven't gotten in contact with her yet, but, uh, it's happening, but anyways, there's a local plant shop here out a little outside of town that is willing to work with us and bring in like giant potted plants to kind of just have as space holders. And oh, then, that's cool. yeah. And then she, she's going to come in and like switch them out and, you know, and plant would you them have them for them. sale there? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that would work. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. shop is that? Um, I have it on an email. Um, it's a friend that's working there, and it's oh, um, it's a Beaverton, right? Staghorn. Oh yeah, Staghorn Mercantile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a I yep. have one of my actually our um one of my best friends is working there, and she's like, hey, so I talked to the owner, and I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, and I'm like, I didn't ask you to do that. She goes, that's I really know, sweet. but like, I'm here to help you. So she, I think the idea of her being able to have like a big plant or two here in the city compared to Beaverton like that'll help her and that'll help us and like yeah we will exchange yeah that's great and that's the thing is we want to support all the local businesses we want to like work with the community we want to yeah I'm excited I'm so excited excited. which um (laughs) by the way how did so concrete treehouse has kind of like concrete jungle right kind of like New York that's the idea right a little bit like it was a it was a funny slight nod to New York because actually before the pandemic my um career path was changing not the industry but the path so I was actually um interviewing for the West Coast educator for Bumble and Bumble so I would have been in charge all the way from Vancouver BC Mm. all of California Austin Texas a little bit I would have I would actually have been a shoe in for like New York Fashion Week I would have like traveled Mm -hmm. New York and taught there and blah 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 so um it, yeah, it was, unfortunately with the pandemic, you know, obviously traveling was not a thing. So I had to figure out my next step. So yeah, it was, it was kind of like one of the little reasons why, you know, it was a part of it. But again, the biggest thing was trying to create a space, like a, not a club, but just like a hangout spot. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I've always, and I think it just kind of was like literal. I was like, oh, I want I a hangout it. spot, like a tree house. Like I want a tree Everybody house. I, want a club. I mean, yeah. it might have, with that? That everybody wants to hang out in the treehouse. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I mean, there may have been like, you know, a bottle of wine involved, but you know, but that's yeah. how the process goes. So. <laughs> and but, oh, when I was going to say, so Carrie, you are working at a salon on the east side. And then Jimmy, you just started working there how long ago? Uh, my last day over there was Halloween. Oh, so November 1st was when I, when I started at this place. So November, December, January, March, April. Oh my gosh, I've already been there six months. So are your clients, are your clients pretty excited for you guys? Cause obviously they know both of you, mm-hmm. right? Do you guys work beside each other? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Good. And like my client, it's funny. Like my clients know Jimmy. Some of my clients know Jimmy's clients. Jimmy mm-hmm. knows clients. Like I love we that. are total like, Hey, how you doing? Hey, Michelle. Uh-huh. You know, like we know, yeah, they're super pumped for us. And they've been along for the ride with us too. Yeah. Like I think they've known the ups and downs of this. Mm-hmm. And I'll, and I think too, this goes back to community is a lot of them have been there for us and have helped us with like, we have um, clients that are brokers. We have clients mm-hmm. that 
um, you know, architects and, you know, this and that to, they really helped us. And so that's been cool. I think for them, um, cause I think being a hairstylist, as you know, you meet a lot of people that do cool things. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. learned so much with all the variety of clients that I have sitting in my chair. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's been really cool. Um, I mean, so yeah. Fun. Yeah. From, from being a business owner to being a mom, to being like, I mean, you just learn so mm-hmm. much and everyone has such great ideas and then you can yes. take what you can and you can't, but Carrie's right. Like we have so many, like, you know, we call them OGs. Like we have so many OG That's clients awesome. and it's like, <laughs> yeah. And like, there'll be clients that like, will pass each other and they're like, oh my God, hi. And it's like, <laughs> they, know, they knew each Love other. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. Well guys, thank you so much for doing this for a third time. <laughs> <laughs> Third time's a charm. I'm going to make sure to, yeah. And it's still recording. So it hasn't stopped recording. (laughs) We made it. We did it. Um, So to close off, what would you say advice for somebody that is looking to start their own salon? And then what advice do you have for people just starting in the hair industry? Ooh. I would say for opening a salon, like there truthfully and really is no such fucking thing as a stupid question. Mm-hmm. There, like it's yeah. just not. Like if you're thinking it, if you're if you're a little confused by the words, if they're talking too fast, if they're if you have to make them repeat them fucking themselves like four or five times, mm-hmm. then you have them do it because the the yeah. numbers yeah. that Carrie and I are playing <laughs> with in terms of like dollar signs, it's a lot for us, you know, mm-hmm. especially yeah. during a pandemic. So you need to make sure you're not being an asshole. You're not being a bitch just because you're a woman. You're speaking up and you're defending yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're getting shit done. Yeah. Um, so that would be that. It's like if you're opening a salon, like no questions, a stupid question. And then for style for students, um, don't don't put yourself in a box. Don't mm-hmm. don't put yourself in this box of oh, did we lose her? Oops. There she is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but for student, yeah, don't put yourself in this box of because when I first started with beauty school, you know, they would ask us like, "What do you plan on doing?" I was like, "I'm strictly cutting hair, like fuck color, like I'm just doing the cuts and so on." And then I got in there, and as soon as I applied, because I also like paint and everything too, mm-hmm. so it's like as soon as I started to apply color theory as an artist mm-hmm. for for acrylics and oils to to hair, and you know, like you know, yellow and purple and orange, you know, mm-hmm. and, and blue and it clicked. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. So what I'm basically saying is, yeah, don't, don't limit yourself. Don't commit yourself to something mm-hmm. quite yet. Like feel it out and then go from there. And also find a, find a salon with seasoned stylists just because mm-hmm. they're older than you. And you think that they don't know the newer trends. It's like, no, no, no. Like they know the mm-hmm. basic foundation to get that haircut just yeah. because they didn't learn it the way you did. They can get there. Oh, so. and also to build a clientele. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Like you need to make sure you find a spot with decent foot traffic, not just because it's cool and hip and like they play Mm -hmm. fucking rad music. It's like, no, you got to put in the work before you can do, Mm -hmm. listen to the cool music and and work with the younger kids. I mean that, you know, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then how about you, Carrie? What advice do you have? Um, I think for someone that wants to start their own business, uh, don't give up, never Mm -hmm. give up because Mm, that's a good one. If, if we quit when someone made fun of us or someone told us no, or someone was like, what, like we'd be done back in mm-hmm. June. But I think mm-hmm. 
like knowing, knowing your vision, going with it and, um, yeah, just hard work, a lot Mm -hmm. of hard work. And then, um, probably for like a new stylist fresh out of beauty school is, um, yeah, just find a salon that you feel good, good at. Mm -hmm. You can ask questions and find a, a mentor that, um, you look up to, um, and that you can grow and, yeah, I think too, with a lot of times younger stylists back to what like Jimmy said is, um, you know, they think they have to be doing all these new trends mm-hmm. and yeah. this and that really the bread and butter of my, yes, I do a lot of fashion colors and fun stuff, but bread and butter is great coverage mm-hmm. and basic yep. little bob cuts every four weeks. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the bread and butter right there. So doing that and being like, you know, having variety in your clientele is great because um yeah I get bored doing the same oh, thing totally. yeah 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 and I just um it's a little snarky here <laughs> let's hear it uh first of all don't tell me you're a balayage specialist out of beauty school you're not that means no. that you just you don't know how to do highlights that's it right. you don't right. know how to foil to the roots and if a teacher is not teaching you that that's on yeah. them that's right they're yeah. not doing their job Right. You know, I, it's so funny you said that. I just barely, like, a week ago changed on, on my Instagram, like, on little bio. It, it now barely just says uh, straight razor specialist because mm-hmm. now I feel comfortable enough to do that. But that being said, I've been doing hair for seven years, eight years, seven years, something like that. But it, and it, So what I'm saying is it's taking me this long to yeah. say I am a razor cutting specialist. And I don't really know what makes you a specialist? I mean, there's no certificate. Mm-hmm. There's no this, but majority of the time, like I have people coming in like, Hey, I heard you do this. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I guess I'm getting known. That's for really that cool. So Which that's is it, is it the, um, do you have the straight razor that starts with a P? Cause I want to get that one. The, the, like the pony, the pony ones. I think so. I right? have one of those, but the, the original one that I have is by Rojo actually. Oh, okay. Um, but I've- pony did just re they had like these plastic handle ones. Um, but they just released a um, like a heavier duty, like kind of like the Erosia razors. Actually, oh, I need cool. to get my hands on one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Can you send me a picture of that? Because I am thinking about getting into more straight razor. I completely recommend okay. it because the thing is, is that you, as as a stylist, you get a different effect from a feathered razor. To oh, a straight totally. Razor. So you yeah. can't get some of the effects you get with a straight right. razor that you can with a feathered razor, and and. That's the, oh, that would be, I guess, one more little like bonus for students is, is don't get comfortable in general, but don't right. get comfortable with that feathered razor because yeah. once you get comfortable with it and you try and, and go into the straight razor, it, I mean, you're, you're going to ruin yourself, mm-hmm. but also to keep in mind, like when you're first learning, like you wrap every single one of your fingers in a bandage, yeah. like you're going to, ni- oh I, God. Yeah. I nicked oh. my thumb. I had it for my apprenticeship and then all of a sudden I heard this, like felt this big sting uh, and I was just like, oh uh, God. No, <laughs> I have had it like literally like I'll, I'll open it and the screw on it, oh, it, was, just, God. it was too loose and I went to go take uh, another section and it flipped and it just right in my, and I, I, <laughs> yeah, I went to the ER. That was fun. Oh my God. Sorry. My, my, uh, my adventure cat keeps like yeah. bothering oh, me. Okay. I, I've got a, a a cat since the last time we talked. She goes on hikes oh, and, and like camping and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she she actually rides on my shoulder when oh, we, that's uh, awesome. we go hiking. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you guys so much. 
for yeah. doing this interview. It's so good talking to you guys again. Um, really love your energy. I'm excited to see your space. Yeah. And, and I'm excited to see the people that you have uh, in there. You know, Me I'm really too. excited to see the stylists that you're going to have in there. Thank Me you. Too. Yeah, we're excited. Very, uh, very, like, nervous but excited. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this is Jimmy Hillman and Carrie yeah. Bosco, owners of Concrete Treehouse. And where can people find you guys? Uh, Instagram, Concrete Treehouse Salon. And then my Instagram is just Carrie Blasco Hair. Mm -hmm. and, then and then Jimmy. Yep. You can find me as jhillman underscore hair. And then you can see some of my work also with the Lux Artistries group on for nice. weddings. So that's why I work with, with weddings and everything. But all the links are in like bios and stuff like that. Great. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. And you guys hang on too before I. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So you guys, that was my interview with Jimmy Hillman and Carrie Blasco, kick-ass stylist and owners of Concrete Treehouse Salon. You guys, if you're a stylist listening to this right, right now and you're looking for a new hair home, I would totally reach out to those two. I mean, just listening back to our conversation, they're both incredibly genuine people and very kind. And they believe in community and building each other up. And I'm really looking forward to visiting them at their salon. If you guys would like to know more about Concrete Treehouse Salon, please give them a follow at IG at concrete underscore treehouse underscore salon. You can also reach out to Jimmy and Carrie. Jimmy is at jhillman underscore hair and Carrie at Carrie Blasco Hair. You can also find more information on my own website at www.herapy.salon. Well, that's it for now. So be safe, be healthy, and above all, be hopeful. This is your Herapy Session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, aka Portland Hairstylist. Show written by Emily Mazur, sponsored by Ziba Hub. Ziba Hub, a career app where you can find jobs, explore events, and build community. And editing by 127 Media House. <laughs>